Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, it's Saturday morning. The shorts are up, the mouth guard is in, and the oranges are cut. That means it's time for Chris Taylor and HG Nelson to hook into a winning grin on We Was Robbed. Yes, right across this big wide brown land. Uh, it's an exciting time of year. It's a very exciting time to be alive. An exciting time to be an Australian. We got over all the jubilation of um, Do Something Day. Then we had the uh, the rapture of Father's Day. Now, here we are, mid-September. It's finals time. Footy's final time. What a time to be listening to Weaver's Robbed. What a time to be joined in the robber's desk by Mr. H.G. Nelson. Are you excited about the finals? Well, of course I am, Chris. Uh, to, finals time is a time when I come alive. The rest of the time is a long, endless snooze. It's a hibernation. But the hibernation, yes. The year doesn't uh, really... I mean, this is January for footy fans, isn't it? It is. 11 months of the year go by, and then there's one month of incredible crazy action. And the crazy action continued last night. A magnificent game at the MCG. Obviously, everybody knows the score now, and the poor old, uh, I want to say, Isaac Smith, who won't be getting out of bed today... Oh, the Duna day just couldn't have come soon enough for young Isaac as he booted that ball and it missed. He had a chance. Oh, what a moment it would have been for the kid to kick the goal that would have won Hawthorne the match. Um, you know, obviously they went down by a couple of points to the Cats, the uh, We Are the Greatest Team of All Cats. Now, in the other big one, the uh, Rugby League, it was an incredible match, but in the end, a bit lopsided, 44-28 to 28 Brisbane Broncos mm. uh, over the Gold Coast Titans. And this does create um, a thing that I've been talking about with other media colleagues during the week, about whether Jared Hayne has had a dream that he might be better off not being a titan, but being a giant. Mm. And it's not I, too late. It's not too late yeah. to have that dream. Uh, look, I should say, before we come to that tantalising uh, tidbit, uh, Corey Parker, the Bronco skipper, said, we knew the titans had hung in there. Uh, it, it wasn't always pretty. There was a lot on the line. They're done, but we're still alive. I think that sums it up. But speaking of Jared, he did have in a moment, a, 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 what we'd call a brain explosion that reprised one of his great moments. People forget, of course, NFL this time last year. Jared was the talk of America. That number 38 shirt was the biggest selling piece of merch uh, in the NFL. And uh, he, at one particular point, uh, managed off a kickoff to drop the ball and give an enormous advantage to the opponents. Well, he's done it again yeah. at the uh, beginning of the second half. Jared, there was so much pressure on the crowd. Show us something, Jared. Show us something we've seen in the Show NFL. us one of your signature moves. <laughs> Thanks. And there it was, <laughs> the kickoff. He, well, inexplicably, according to my correspondent, dropped the second half restart, and it was all over. Yeah. According to this, Brisbane sniff blood, dot, 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 and five, and a half, uh, five second half tries left the Braveheart Titans and Haynes' dream dead on the canvas. We're going to be talking footies final. We're going to be talking uh, tennis. We'll be talking, uh, well, horses, welfare. Maybe look at cricket with uh, Maxwell's extraordinary knock uh, in the T20 this week. All that and more coming up on Kindling Kids Radio. If flops and fiascos, botches and breakdowns are your go, We Was Robbed is your show. It's almost like Hayne... He feels more at home when he's dropping the ball than running with it now. Sadly, he's almost like yes. reinventing the rules. He is. Like to almost make the knock-on a good thing. Well, he's daring the, yeah, he's, he's, the, the code's is. custodians to change the rules. He's a revolutionary. Yeah, he certainly is. And, of course, um, look, people are now starting to question Jared. And whether he's becoming a bit of a joke. I did see, I don't know if you saw this media coverage uh, in the paper. It might have been in the Fairfax papers. Uh, Jared, uh, you know, he's sort of becoming a punchline for people's jokes about rugby league. Not on this show. No. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And he ha he's going to have, have to do something. And look, 
I know it's difficult to think of a person who uh, played the NFL so well so and so convincing and then went to the Rugby Sevens yes. and had a very brief but electrifying career yeah. there. Mastered it very quickly, <laughs> moved on, like got bored of it. Because when you've got such a good football genius brain, you get very bored. So once you sort of master it, you want to move on. Then the next thing, of course, is is I'm not ruling out the Giants today. Imagine as we well, were saying another game. Well, what time's the game, Well, it's 3.20. 3 Eastern he, time. He might be able to, you know, obviously have a cup of coffee and maybe, you know, bulk up a bit, as in carbo load, yep. if that's important, jump yep. on a plane and make it there. Yep. Where would you play him? Well, I'd, I'd rest him in the forward pocket. And yeah. I use that word advisedly, rest. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, the big news is, of course, footy fever is alive across oh, the land, and no more so. It's like so. the Black Plague back in, like, it's, there's, there's that much fever in this country right now that everyone needs a, an injection of something to be immune, what unless th- they want to embrace the fever. Indeed. Now, what I think's been good about the finals is uh, Thursday night, of course, the Western Bulldogs, or should I say, you know, obviously the Bulldogs, Western Footscray, went to Perth to play the West Coast Eagles, so the nation is joined under the boot again. They did pretty and well. And this weekend, yeah, the Dogs did very well. And this weekend, of course, the far north Queensland Cowboys have to travel to Melbourne to play the Melbourne Storm. And so, again, under the uh, under the shadow of the student, uh, the nation carries on. Mm. Um, but what I like is, can I highlight some of the, uh, what I'd call the folk traditions returning? And uh, Queen Bee and Butcher, Lindbeck, Peter Lindbeck, uh, he was making green sausages this week for, because the... Uh, Canberra Raiders, uh, well, they've got a very good chance of going all the way to the big one, the yep. big dance, as we call it. And their club colours are green, so he's getting on board through meat. Green, that's right. Yeah. Now, get this. His dad, Bill, was making green sausages when the Canberra Raiders last won the premiership in 1994, so wow. over 20 years ago. Uh, chip off the old block. He thinks, what can I do? He's photographed out front of his shop with... Uh, Rick's Raiders, yes you can, good luck boys. And there he is in an old Canberra Raiders milk jumper, as in sponsorship, with his, um, you know, his two-headed axe and his cow horn hat on, mm. you know, genuine Raider style, and a bunch of green sausages. He says, kids who wanted to do uh, a green snag 22 years ago are now grown up. Now, I'll let that rest there. I'm not sure how many, how many kids wanted a green snag 22 years ago, but be that as it may. They've all grown up now. 22 years later, and they have their own kids, and they yeah. come into the shop to share the experience. <laughs> share the experience. The Raiders' experience. Now, of course, they're going to take on the Cronulla Sharks at Canberra Stadium today. So the Sharks Can are joining them. making blue cutlets? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the obvious thing to do. Now, what's the, what's, is it the original recipe, HG? <laughs> Very uh, good question. Well... That's great. He says here, all the boys have got green fingers, all the employees, obviously, the butchers, and they look like zucchinis. The secret ingredient could be food colouring, but he's not saying. I'd love to think it was sort of, I don't know, something more exotic than that, like Like a... a holly basil. Or kale. Kale. Football kale. Kids love kale. Yeah, they do. The taste... Well, I'd be disappointed to learn if that was just food dye. Because I would so have a butcher could get it, you know, if he's a culinary, um, you know, he's got Genius. skills in that in that area, he could chop up some parsley, basil, uh, zucchini, as he says. And value-adding, of course, that's what butchering's all about these mm. days. It's no longer yeah. getting a chop. The chop has to be wrapped in cheese with a gherkin stuck through it and a toothpick. Uh, it, <laughs> Peter says they taste fantastic. It's exactly the same taste. I don't know how he knows that, but that's true. Uh, they look, They just look horrid, being green. And get this, this Megan Doherty got this out of him for the Canberra Times. The Raiders were 
obviously, uh, you know, the, should I say Peter was uh, around playing footy at the time the Raiders were born, way back then, and he cooked a footy round in the backyard with some of the players who went on to be stars, people like uh, Ricky Stewart, who's now the coach, and David Furner, who's former player and coach. Uh, he also played in the local league. Uh, it's hard not to have a soft spot for the Canberra Raiders, and I have a real soft spot for Ricky Stewart, a.k.a. Mm. Uh, Sticky, a.k.a. Uh, the game's greatest thinker, a.k.a. Carlos Smithson. Uh, and uh, the Butcher reckons the Green Machine can win the Premiership. They can certainly go all the way. They're a young team, and other teams don't know how to defend against them, and they're, uh, they're used to teams who just set patterns and attack. So there's an insight yeah, wow. from the, the home of Green. Have the players themselves been in for a sausage? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> this strikes me as you'd want to take think about maybe having it Friday night, so I've got a couple of days to recover. To recover, yeah. <laughs> Before you have to go back to school on Monday. Yeah, is he is he thinking big enough, restricting this uh, support oh. just to sausages? I mean, when you when you go oh. to a butcher these days, there's so many things on offer. There's mince, yeah. there's chops, <laughs> there's beef I fill. I mean, why? I mean, think of all the other bits of meat he could well, be bringing the green dye onto. Well, exactly, or T-bones in club colours. Yep. And I've always wondered what the Raiders' colours were, but I think they're green and yellow. I think they're the main colours, and blue maybe. So that is a challenge for a butcher. Well, that's the problem. He's gone very heavy on the green, but he's left off the other colours that are part of the Canberra Strip. That's true, but I get the feeling green's the easiest one to do. (laughs) Blue, you can't get a yellow under meat at all. But let's face it, if St George were there, people in the St George area would be having to eat red and white sausages. Red and white sausages. Yeah. If you imagine like a, a barbecue where you've got, um, you know, supporters from know. two opposing sides. So, you know, today it'd be Cronulla. Is it today the game? Yeah. Cronulla and so, Canberra. So, on one side of the backyard, you've got Cronulla fans, you know, and then another side, you've got obviously the Raiders fans with their green sausages. Would you be able to share a grill? to have a mixed grill of different club colours, or is that just asking for trouble? I think it's asking for trouble. (laughs) We was robbed. Just two blokes on a stool with yesterday's back pages spread out between them. Are you there, Skipper? I certainly am. Uh, It's fantastic to have your company here on Kindling uh, Kids Radio. Hope you're having a great start to your weekend. Um, We've just been talking about Canberra, and it's almost impossible to talk about Canberra um, these days without also mentioning the huge fishing scene going on. It's just everyone's gone rod crazy. Rod crazy, that's Um, right. In fact, I think they've all been dyeing their rods green uh, this week in sympathy with the Raiders' efforts. But I think also the Raiders themselves have sort of been having trouble concentrating on the finals because all they're thinking about is fish and how to cast. Well, that's right. The casting, uh, the fly... Casting lessons are on the... Uh, still going, aren't they? They're still going. The International Federation how of Fly about, Fishing. How people get in the handle at the whole of it? Yes, they, they they had a big roll up the other day. Good weather, apparently, last Sunday. And mm. remember, they were casting uh, uh, in front of uh, the old, old Parliament, Parliament House, House. Uh, landing a couple of copies of Hansard as they went along. <laughs> Uh, and uh, the the courses or the classes are on again tomorrow between 10 a.m. and 12. Uh, all the gear is provided. Just bring a hat and obviously, uh, if it's sunny, some sort of uh, sunscreen. Uh, and it, they're more than everybody's welcome. Yep. Kids, uh, partners, dads, mums, fish. grandparents, fish. Uh, they're all welcome, and uh, it's a fairly safe activity. And next Sunday, of course, I think they're off to practice what they've learnt uh, in a uh, trout farm, I think is where they're off to. They actually reach the water next week, so <laughs> won't that be <laughs> but, exciting for them? After two weeks of just standing on a lawn, <laughs> now, throwing a line in the air, they finally get to dangle it in some water. Now, this week, the annual, and I'll never get this right, Grabeen, I hope, 
fishing competition was held at Wyangala Reservoir. Uh, it wasn't well publicised, but more than a thousand anglers uh, came to compete. Wow, that's not that's not bad for not publicising it. Gives you an idea of the enthusiasm for fishing in the ACT area. A thousand anglers, you'd almost be outnumbering the fish. Well, what are the odds? Well, it's very Oregon. very trouty. Isn't it's it, very yeah. trouty. That's right. Recent rain yeah. made the area a bit boggy, but most visitors yeah. found a safe, dry camp spot and were able to launch the boats from the shoreline without too many problems. Tons of fish were caught, according to Brian Pratt, who was there with the camera. Uh, on a strictly catch and release basis, yep. which ensured there were minimal effect on fish stocks in the reservoir. Uh, common sense conservation. Catches included small to medium sized Murray cod. Uh, a 97 metre um, cod was pulled in, a golden perch, 53 centimetres. Catfish, uh, silver carp, and perch up to about 70 metres. Sadly, no trout was caught. Mm. The fast-rising water was slightly murky, so lure fishing was not especially productive. Most fish were taken with on bait, yabbies and scrub worms. Mm. Reservoir looked to be in danger of overtopping at the end of the competition until authorities started letting out water to release the pressure uh, flooding in from the Lachlan River. So it was a very dramatic day. It was. Any, uh, any, any sharks? No, I was going to say any signings of any politicians uh, getting involved, like Darren Hinch? Wow, is he, is he... I think he's keen on angling. <laughs> um, uh, Jackie be... Lambie, I think, oh, enjoys... I know, she'd, she'd love to yep. fish, especially come from Tasmania, which is the home, I think, in oh, Australia... Trout fishing? Of trout fishing, yeah. yes. A spiritual home yeah. of trout fishing. Wouldn't that be good, like, just to oh. have one day each year in the parliamentary cycle to have all sides just sort of say, no, we're not going to have any... Talk. No, no questions, no debates, no bills. We're just going to go down and fish. Now... <laughs> What a great idea. Wouldn't that bring There's, a... That would just, like, I, help bring bipartisanship I think to you're Australian absolutely right. discourse, which I think we need. People forget, of course, that there's an annual, I'm not sure exactly the nature of the teams, there's an annual rugby match in which people like Tony Abbott and in the old days Joe Hockey, you know, would play against, I think, the parliamentary staff. I might be wrong, or the public or service. Or the press or something, or the, yeah. The press is the cricket one, I think. Oh, it might have been the uh, politicians. politicians, yeah. Mm. Look, I um, some kids might remember. Well, they won't. They wouldn't have been there, but they might have learnt in their, in their school history classes. <laughs> One of the great moments of sport, I think, ever was during World War Two, uh, the Christmas truce, where for one night it might. I'm not sure. I if think it was it Christmas might be World Eve. War One. World War One. Yeah, it was World War One. Mm. Sorry, Edge. Right. And just for uh, one night only. Uh, Christmas Eve. Yes. Christmas Eve. The the Germans on one side put down their guns and the Allies on the other put down their guns. They came together to play a soccer match, mm. a football match. And it was just a beautiful moment, the Christmas truce, they call it. I'd like to think in the ugly, you know, to and fro of uh, Canberra parliamentary debate season, if they did something similar. And they are, whether it's football, whether it's fishing, they just do a, a day of truce. Well, that's the Olympic Games all over. The Olympic Games was a, a time in ancient Greece yes. when they declared hostilities ceased and everybody was given safe passage to participate in the Games. And then when they all got back again, they started chucking spears at each other. That may be unkind to the weaponry of the day, but... No, no, I know what you mean. But yeah, um, yeah it was. It was, the, it was a cessation of the wars that were going on. But the funny thing was, apparently, because, you know, a lot of the sports back then involved, involved things fighting. like wrestling. So <laughs> you still kind of got a chance to knock your opposing number out. Hey punters, the Cups King Chris Taylor and the Spring Specialist HG Nelson are trackside again. This is all the late mail from the running rail. This is We Was Robbed. As we just uh, finishing up the last vestiges of our breakfast here, we've had got a beautiful plate of green sausages. <laughs> They're magnificently uh, cooked, Chris. We've got some blue scrambled eggs. Mm. And for the swans, I've got a red cup of tea, which is a little off 
put in. You don't really want to drink a red cuppa, do you? You don't, no. Looks like blood a bit, yeah. Which, of course, the Swannies are called the Bloods. The Bloods, yeah. For yes. the South Melbourne days. What's, yes. that, what's that go back to? Well, what a good question. Uh, the Bloodstone—they—they the they used to be nicknamed the Bloodstone Angels. That's going back a long time. Oh, well, that'd be it. That... Uh, and so the shortening of that was just the Bloods. And of course, they're red and white, so red is a bit of a giveaway. Yeah, do people still call them the Bloods? Oh like yeah, diehard South. Oh yeah, yeah, you know the uh, you know there's a you know blood ethos and a you know there's their no head policy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know it's very much a, you know you join the Bloods, you know that sort of thing. Yep. Tats, you know mm. all that fire up. If you're not a Swans fan, let's say you're out there, out of the game today, the, the local derby against the Giants, and you want to have tomato sauce, oh, your you got... pie, and but you don't want to promote red, like can you ask for a well, uh, can, uh, you know that mustard? You might be able to get a nice Dijon yeah, mustard. But if you really want tomato sauce, but just not a red tomato sauce, well, you could probably you bring, get. A... You take smuggle food dye into the <laughs> yeah, that's right. A clear tomato sauce for those who don't <laughs> want to support the Swans. Now, speaking of this, is is of course um, now. One of the great things that Jared Hayne did when he was in America was introduce so the things. concept of Mad Monday into yep. the American football. And, of course, Mad Monday got off to a great start this week uh, in the, the New South Wales area and football codes across Australia. Uh, and I did notice that the Parramatta players, who, let's face it, haven't had the best of seasons, no. uh, did go on a, uh, a Mad Monday cruise dressed up, you know, some... You know, it's just great seeing men now wearing frocks, rugby league players yeah, wearing frocks. It's or It's always funny. Yeah. And, uh, you know, or, or men dressed as babies in nappies and all yeah, this sort of stuff, the usual funny. stuff. Yep. And I think as, uh, Tim Manor came along as the captain of the boat, which is good because he's the captain of the club and all that sort of stuff. But it, it, oddly enough, it got me thinking about characters and characters and led me to thinking about films. And this week it's been announced that a couple of old favourites in the film caper are coming back as television series and I think actually one's been coming back as a play. Uh, I think they've announced Muriel's, Muriel's Wedding. Wedding is yeah. a musical. A musical. A musical. Yeah. Right. Uh, with Kate Miller-Heidke on board, I believe, uh, writing new tunes to accompany some of the famous ABBA songs, songs that were part of Muriel's Wedding. So that's going to be a musical. Then it was also announced that the great classic uh, Australian Peter Weir film, Picnic at Hanging Rock, is going to be a, a drama on the Foxtel network. And I think Waking Fright, another uh, Australian classic uh, piece of cinema, is also going to be turned into a TV series. So there's a real trend we're identifying. And not just here, also in America, where Lethal Weapon, the movie, has been made into a, a series. Fargo's already been made. And I think, what was the other one? The Exorcist, the, the horror film. Uh, which is probably not one for kids, but uh, he's going to get a reboot. Yeah, I think I don't know if Linda Blair is going to be dragged out one more time to get the head spinning. <laughs> but um, that was the memorable scene from that. So look, we've identified a trend here at the Robbers Desk of where television people are going. Well, we're out of we're out of TV ideas. Let's find old movies and just stretch them into eight-part series. So what, what what else could we do? Well, here's here's three off the bat: BMX Bandits. Yep, I'm on board. Now. now. <laughs> a nice 12 part around the I invest? I want to invest yeah, now. Right. Look, BMX Bandits was a, a film, I think, that rocketed Nicole Kidman to stardom yeah. uh, many years ago. It must have been one and of her first. Her first. And, uh, of course, BMX riding is very big in the Olympics. I think we've got the uh, world number one in men's and world number one in women's, Carol Buchanan. Uh, sadly, they didn't go so well at Rio, but uh, they weren't just good enough on the day there. They mm. got to the final, but then powdered. Uh, the other one I'd like to see is the Club. This is a story about uh, the Collingwood Football Club, or supposedly set in the Collingwood Football Club. I reckon you could get a whole season out of that. Oh, you could. Uh, you could, you know, you could get twenty-six home and away rounds from the club. And the one I'd like to see, and this is one 
um, really that I think he's got more, you know, importance in the Australian, you know, historical sporting uh, world Psychic. than others is is Coolangatta Gold. Oh, and what a classic. Now, Coolangatta Gold, two, two lads being trained by their dads to compete in this sort of triathlon of surfing events, you know, run, Iron swim, Man, was Iron Iron Man, Iron yeah, Man. run, swim, and This board. was in the great sort of Grant Kenny era where everyone was talking Iron Man. It was Largely, huge... the, the main exposure of Iron Man, I think, was through Nutrigrain advertisements. Nutri- that's right. <laughs> and yet, and, uh, through, through the advent of cereal, it became this explosive sport. Grant Kenny, um, the Mercer Trevor Brothers, Hendy. Trevor Hendy, there's uh, a whole heap of them. And they, they, yeah, people made movies about it. it around and stuff like that. Well, they say Coolangatta Gold seeded the idea of competition in this form. And when that dropped off, or well, people lost interest in Iron, although they still compete, obviously, in the, in, in the summer season, uh, but people dropped off and lost interest because they forgot how great the film was. Mm. And so I think if you bought it back as, say, a 30-part TV show... Is that enough? Uh, well... I guess yeah, I know. season one, but the actors need a rest. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I think Cullen got a goal, but it, I'd be interested to think yeah. what the uh, hear what the audience thought of this. Uh, and if you did have a suggestion, maybe you could text us on oh four three seven six six five two hundred oh four three seven six six five two hundred. What other classic Australian films should be made into uh, TV dramas? Who would you cast today in um, Cool and Get a Gold? Well, I'd like Lincoln Lewis, uh, yes. King Wally's son, immediately comes to mind. Yep. Uh, um, Ryan Core. Yes, yes. Could Lockie Hume be a coach? Yeah. A mad dad coach. In a lifesaver's cap. Yeah. With right. zink on the. Yeah. That's right. Um, I'd anything. like to think there's a role for Michael Caton. Oh, Michael Caton, yes. No, he could be the, the impresario who. You know, maybe saw the film originally and always thought of a dream, and now he has a used car lot on the Gold Coast that's going really well. I mean, this stuff writes itself, obviously. And we need an, an evil local councillor who wants to shut down the beach or something and not let them compete. You know, a role for Chris Haywood or something like that. Well, or... yes, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, yeah, but that's villain. a lovely idea. A villain. A villain. Who would you... Well, Johnny Howard always plays a good oh, villain. Yes. John Howard yeah. from Always Green and, and well, hundreds of other hundreds things. Of other things. Um, a very good actor. I love interest. Andrew. Love interest, yeah. Nicky Webster. Well, more than one, one love interest. Yeah, a couple of girls. Yes. Uh, look, um, Nicky Webster, yeah. I, I mean, which... Or, or the, um, the, the mum? Ur- the Irwin g- girl. B- oh, Bindi Irwin. Well, she knows the area. Uh, I think, isn't there isn't there zoo in Corumban or something like that? The uh, Australian... Oh, yeah, never, not too far from Colangetta. Yeah, yeah, not too far from Colangetta. So, yeah, yeah, she's patch. a local girl. Look, I'm just wondering if um, somehow the uh, the parts for the women just ha- can't just be standing around in bathers. They've got to be doing things. No. And so maybe, maybe they're in their own competition and bringing solutions to the men's training problems or demanding equal pay or there's some stink going on oh, like that. Oh, there's a plot line that, yeah, like, why can't women compete in the... In the, in the uh, men's. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or, and there's sharks. Of course there's sharks. Yeah. <laughs> there's a role for Michael Caton. Convicts and repeat offenders heading off to sport or hanging around the hideout with nothing much on. Then this is your show. This is We Was Robbed. Yes, you are with Chris Taylor and H.G. Nelson for about 20 more minutes here. And uh, wasn't it wonderful catching up with Audrey? Um, just, uh, well, how much achievement can one girl... Well, quite, quite. It's amazing, And isn't we didn't it? even and get to the fashion. Um, what, what I enjoy about this job on this show at Kindling is whenever the young athletes come in, it's amazing how often they come dressed in the sport that they represent like either because and we often think they've just come from a game but often no it's like getting around in their 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 tracksuit or their gear and then she actually had as a separate uh 
fashion item, one of the uh, the, the, the perform- outfits, sort yeah, of performing the outfits, that, the leotard. Thank you mm. very much. So uh, just uh, well, wardrobe alone is a whole new area. I know to and go sh- into because music, you know, choosing the music that's a whole month just going through tracks. Like you know, you go through the trogs. <laughs> Uh, you might look at uh, oh, Led M people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Adele. UB40. I mean, there's so many options. I mean, just, yeah, it's infinite. And then then just when you got that sorted, you got to go and work out what are you going to wear. The the uh, costumes, I should point out, are very uh, sequin heavy. Yes. Um, sequin heavy. Look, one thing I was going to say just before we move on, and it, this is interesting because we've just had the Olympics in Rio, and now we've got the Paralympics on in Rio, which mm. we um, will, you know, hopefully do well, a bit more on next week uh, than this week when, uh, obviously, Australia's top of the gold medal list. Yeah, we're doing is, very well already. Is um, the Commonwealth Games now hove into view? And, of course, the next Commonwealth Games is on the Gold Coast. And this week it was announced that Sally Pearson and Cameron McAvoy were going to be uh, ambassadors for the Gold Coast, obviously touring the country, drumming up, wow. uh, you know, enthusiasm. I mean, you can feel it already. There's something going on in yeah. the Gold Coast. Admittedly, the Titans lost last night. I would have liked to have seen the Titans become ambassadors for the Gold Coast Games uh, because they live there and uh, Cameron McAvoy also lives there and he's uh, thrilled to bits to be part of the uh, Gold Coast ambassadorial family which they're putting together. Um, Now that's 2018. 2018 and this is something if you were disappointed in Rio uh, be assured that uh, in the Gold Coast uh, Australia will win everything. Uh, If they won't there'll be a parliamentary inquiry and a probe (laughs) into why not. It could be a Gold Coast Gold Rush. Gold Rush. Now, um, speaking of Gold now, Rush, horses. Yes. Now, look, we love talking horses here at We Was Robbed, and a wonderful uh, story broke this week about uh, real, really good, worthwhile initiatives to look after the horses' welfare for their sort of post-racing days. Exactly. They put in so you could pull out. Uh, so Racing New South Wales, this is uh, probably something that's now Australia ride pretty well. They're putting aside $2 million for horse a horse welfare program to be funded by a levy on new prize money package uh, that was announced this week. The fully funded, wait for it, sustainable package run with the Australian Turf Club include includes taking Saturday Sydney prize money to a minimum of 100000 a race, provincial prize money to a minimum of 30000 and so on. But then... Uh, the they've decided in response to the government shutting down, this is the, uh, the Australian Turf Club, in the response to the government shutting down the greyhound industry, mm. that Racing New South Wales will form a new department, including vets and staff to retrain horses and place them within the horse community beyond their time on the track. Now, the horse community is a terrific concept. Yeah, I love now, the, the idea of a horse community. Now, imagine some of these horses moving from a racetrack career onto the Olympics. Onto, I'm not sure how oh, much onto what? Dressage or... Dressage or eventing. jumping. Eventing, yes. Cross country, all those things. Well, that's a difficult it, transition. That's almost code hopping. Jared Haynes style, isn't well, it? Well, it is, but I think some of these horses are up to it because it's not been part of the world of what I'm describing here is the horse community futures initiatives for horses. So let's say Winx is a famous horse at the moment. Winx, I think people need to look at Winx and say, where will Winx be in 10 years' time? Will he be wearing the green and gold? Say, um, I forget where they go after Tokyo. But anyway, in the the games in in, in 2024. Mm. What an incentive, not only for the horse, but the horse community to Mm. say, we nominate Winx to be that part of it. That would be a great trivia question. Are there any thoroughbreds or racehorses that have gone on to transition to dressage. I love the term transition. 
Like, <laughs> I, I don't know the answer to that. But if, no, it, no, if anyone no. does, um, 0437 is our text line. 0437 665 What a fabulous thought. Have any racehorses gone on and transitioned to either show jumping, dressage, or... Well, you see, they do all sorts of things which they're largely in an unsung, in an amateur role. So they become horses for the clerks of the course. I think Sub-Zero, for instance, was a long time after he obviously won the Melbourne Cup. He hung around there helping out. And you need a horse for the journalist to sit on to do the interview with the winning jockey at the Melbourne Cup. Excellent. Well, I'd like to think that was an old race. That's a role. I bet that's a very sought after role. (laughs) (laughs) Now, but... You know, and wait for it. Its role will be to establish partnerships with riding schools, pony clubs, and other equestrian organisations. Open brackets, including the AOC. Yes. Um, you know, obviously, to see if these some of these, as you beautifully put, transition into gold medal mm. winning performances, because Australia does have an enormous, um, you know, uh, record at the highest level. So, yeah, um, what, what are the post racing career options for a horse? So they can either. If they don't, if they don't want to compete anymore, but they can, so they could be a well, they, well a breeding. A lot of them breed, yes, don't they? Well, their mares the tend to go off to breeding, and they need good sires who have yeah. won races. Can any so join like, the mounted yard? I mean, oh, I'm sure they do. I'm yeah. sure they do. I don't know quite what that involves. The um, the uh, police would look after a few, I'm sure. And so they be could great... be old racehorses. Because I always thought oh, there's a difference be between a thoroughbred and like a, a working uh, horse. Oh, no, there is. Like, there is. But, but, I mean, there's no reason a something like a Maccabi Diva couldn't join the police. <laughs> well, transition. <laughs> transition into, the police. into police work. Now, Peter Volandi. Maybe even become a detective. <laughs> house wreckers, are you doing it tough? Nothing makes housework easier than we was robbed. Yeah, and uh, look, we're uh, talking horses here on uh, Kindling, and it's a fascinating thing. You don't really think about it that much, but what horses get up to when they stop racing, and and also who looks after them? Because you know, like footballers or cricketers, they you know probably get a couple of injuries, and they're, they live bo- on. They, they live on. They live quite long lives relative to the amount of time they do racing. Yeah. Um, now, one thing I was going to say also is, uh, I mean, I'm wondering if the government needs to look at a superannuation scheme for horses. Mm. I know it's a popular topic at the moment, super and what's happening to yeah. it, but... Uh, I, you so know, to instance, see them through their later years. So <laughs> they don't right. need to fall back on working, like or in, the, in the mounted yard or yeah. like being the the horse that the journalist sits on while interviewing Melbourne Cup winners. They, they should just be able to retire on a nice green pasture. With a lovely view, knowing that they're financially secure. That's right. That's right. Now, um, one thing would be good, though, is if police could advertise who was maybe, you know, I don't know, out on the patrol, oh, the yeah. horse patrol. So come this down protest is a protest in, uh, let's say, Flinders Street Station today. Y- yes. The mounted guard's going to be there, and you can see... Well, uh, let's, let's say... Um, Atalak or... Um, oh, Atalak would be a surprise. <laughs> but uh, I was trying to think Yankee Rose, when Yankee Rose retires of a current horse. Yep. You know, it'd be fantastic. In the in their media handout, their Facebook page, yep. come down and see Kids Yankee Rose. Kids can go Rose. and pat. Kids can pat, yeah. yes. Uh, now, I don't think the police love you patting the horses. Or Have I got that wrong? I think it dep- sort of depends on context. I think if they're just waiting at traffic lights, it's okay. But if they're in the middle of a... An S11-style protest. They're not so keen on the kids coming up having a bat. Yeah, Peter Volandis from New South Wales Racing says, I believe that thoroughbred horses are one of the best looked after and cared for animals by their owners. And this program is just another initiative to continue the great work already being done. That's the uh, two million fund for those who've fallen on hard times. There's a start-up of the $2 million in the first year, building from there. Harness Racing New South Wales announced a similar program. 
The welfare scheme was the centrepiece of a package that takes racing in New South Wales to a level beyond any other jurisdiction in the world. Wow. Now, this week, wow. like this week that's weird. That's that two in a week. A this week, I think Todd Greenberg from the Rugby League said that the Australian Rugby League is the best rugby league competition in the world. <laughs> the best in the world. <laughs> Uh, so that's great news for horses. And the um, interesting thing is people, you know, interested in getting into racing, they're going to have night racing soon. Oh, and they're, they're not going to T20 horse racing next time. Uh, oh, are. we talked about this on the... We did. We did. We did. We did. Uh, uh, shorter shorter races. Shorter races. Yeah. And uh, more races and, you know... And more under horses. lights. That's right. Now, one thing is interesting, just speaking of um, the events of the weekend, is given that there's a huge match in Sydney of these two teams that are meeting for the first time in the finals. The local derby. Swans, you... uh, uh, Swan... uh... Swans v Giants. Swans v Giants, Giants, yeah. Now, are you getting any sense that the city of Sydney is ready for this? Or, you know, there's enough bunting up letting you know it's on? Or is there a cavalcade of... You know, old players. I haven't seen a lot of red sausages. No. Well, that uh, goes back to the start of the show. And the it only does. Thing... The, the, the rugby league tends to do this better, doesn't it? It does. Um, and certainly non-Sydney areas. Like, you know, Melbourne goes bananas for, for the... this sort of stuff. Canberra, we know, loves their sport. Brisbane's absolutely crazy for anything. Sydney's a little bit too... Can be a bit cool for school and a little bit reserved when it comes to... Uh, showing its enthusiasm for AFL. Look, I'm sure if you walked along, say, the Oxford Street area in Paddington, you'd see a few swan scarves. Uh, I think publicans are probably starting to warm up the TVs, ready for um, people watching the game, even though it's very close to the ground there. But, yeah, no, I don't... I'm not seeing, like, cars doing laps of car parks with the swans flags on. I'm not hearing the club song being sung uh, when you're doing your shopping at Coles or Woolies. Um... Yeah, I haven't seen sort of cross-promotional, you know, like Audi getting on board with this week red and white sneakers or whatever it is. You know, it's, I, no, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just no, saying no, no, it's I unique understand. to Sydney that it doesn't do that, get quite right. as fanatical yes. and about in fact, it. In fact, I haven't seen much face painting. No, well, that's true. Um, you could make it, you could probably turn a quid if you just set up in, I don't know, Martin Place today with some red paint and some white paint offering to do kids' faces. <laughs> That very awkward silence is the sound of losing. Seldom heard on We Was Robbed. Now we have uh, we've got some uh, texts that we haven't got to uh, from today, HG. Um, now this goes back to the idea we've been. It's sort of been a theme of the last couple of weeks where we talk about uh, other sports, you know, being t twentyed yes, for want of a better verb. Yep. Um, now, there's a suggestion here that Jared Hay might want to register the rights to Jayhound Racing uh, to replace Greyhound Racing. Jayhound Racing has a ring to it. And this, again, is an avenue for former players. Um, so he said, get rid of the dogs. Well, I think the state government in New South Wales done, done that. that already. Uh, dogs replaced by former players uh, running around the track, possibly on all fours, I'm presuming. And, you know, the little rabbit, that they, the mechanical rabbit that yes. they chase, he's going to make it be replaced with the Premiership Cup they never won. As a lure, which is a lovely idea. And then he says, players handicapped according to former code. AFL players must bounce uh, every 10 metres. Soccer players must take a dive. Uh, and then league players start from a scrum. So, look, lots of interesting ideas about replacing dogs with former footballers. 
Um, and what people betting on? Oh, they'd have to. Yeah, you'd, you'd have, have to the punt. Yeah. And I'm just maybe not the Premiership Club, but a, but a complete set of footy cards as the lure. Oh, that's so not so bad. Every race would uh, somebody would walk away with a complete set of footy cards, say for 2016, and then maybe lucky enough you might get the 2014 or the year you might yep. be able to get the year in which yep. you had your best year. You know, my problem with greyhound racing was always that it was a mechanical rapid and not a real one. They do have that. What they, where do they? they this have, is, they don't have that. They're live hair coursing, I think it's called. And in it's Australia, a, oh, it's a car park competition. Oh, it's been <laughs> sort of car park beside the cockfighting sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and did it ever end in tears? Like, did they ever? Oh, uh, well, yes. I assume that that's the uh, the nature of the comp. Yeah. Um, but look, going back to where we we're talking a little bit about the government and so on, and we sort of, well, we probably just squeeze this in. Uh, New South Wales based NRL clubs. This is how about this? Are jostling for now up to forty million dollars of government money, creation of centre of excellence as part of the strategy bring premierships back to the premier state. Now other states won't want to listen to this, like uh, Victoria, who've got the Storm, who could mm. win the flag in the NRL, yeah, very or strong. Brisbane, who win everything in the NRL at the moment. Uh, now clubs have until November the eleventh to put forward expressions of interest. Uh, for the funds, an issue comes back on $1.6 billion. The state government is investing in upgrades to various uh, stadium around the place, Parramatta, uh, Allianz and ANZ stadiums. Now, we've got the Penrith Centre of Excellence yes. with the, uh, I think, the cinema that holds 6,000 people out there to yeah, watch yeah, rugby yeah. league. I mean, this is an incredible uh, bonus and yeah. boot up the date for rugby league yeah. uh, in, in, uh, New New South Wales. in New South Wales. Yeah. And the, the idea that they can bring the Premier... Premier, the flag, so to speak, the premiership back to New South Wales. Gee, they must be hurting in certain parts of uh, New South Wales politics. Well, they may, is this something the bad government's spending a lot of time, you know, they, I know they've got their sort of plate reasonably full with lockout laws and, uh, you know, council mergers and all that kind of thing. But how, how much time each week do you reckon they sit around and talk about how can we make New South Wales the strongest rugby league state? I'd say they'd spend a third of their time doing that. Yeah, I reckon too. Yeah. And then and not have... enough. <laughs> not enough. Uh, look, that's all about. Uh, that's all we have time for. Uh, terrific show. Uh, th- big thanks to Audrey uh, for popping in, and of course our producers Leah and Max here in the uh, the Robbers Studio pushing the buttons. Always nice to have them on board. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can uh, get the podcast and also stream any Kindling Radio at kindling.com.au. Uh, have a lovely weekend, HG. And we'll be back here same time next Saturday morning. Until then, good night. That's it for this week, robbers. The boys will be back next Saturday from 8am. Remember, you can relive all the action by heading to our website, kindling.com.au.